I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North and scorenorth.com. <laughs> we, have, we have all kinds of noises here. We've got Vikings horns, breaking news, and Judd's squeaky chair. I was dancing to start it. Purple Daily. I was, I was dancing. I'm so excited by today's news. Here, I'll turn the music down here. Can you give us the, the sweet sounds of your old squeaky chair? It's not that old, actually. Go, go back and then forward. Can't hear it? <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> it was louder before for some reason. We can't replicate it. All right. This is uh, it's a little bonus, I guess, emergency breaking news episode of Purple Daily here with the announcement from pretty much every credible. I think Pelissero had it first, but pretty much every credible NFL news outlet uh, around the same time this morning said, hey, Vikings are planning to release Dalvin Cook. Now, Pro Football Talk is saying that they, they're they going to give it a day. So they've been clearly trying to yeah. trade him for about three months now. And they're telling the world and the 31 other teams, hey, we're going to release him. It's finally going to happen unless somebody wants to jump in at the last minute and help us facilitate a trade. But the problem now is now that the wheels are in motion and it's out there, now Dalvin and his agent can, without getting caught, you know, tampering on the other side can start to hone in on which team they want to sign with, right, once he hits the street. So we'll, we'll get into this here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com and inspire greatness with TCL. So, all right, Judd, the Vikings save if they wind up Doing this officially, $9 million in cap space for this season, but they obviously lose Dalvin Cook and get no draft compensation. They now have $18 million-ish in cap space. They'd have to eat $3 million in dead cap for next year, so that's to be accounted for. But yep. what, do you make, what do you make of this? Um, I think that it took too long to come to the place where we, we were probably always destined to. I, I mean it was clear that Dalvin Cook was not in the Vikings 2023 plans at the end of 2022, which is fine. Uh, my criticism, and it's not that harsh, but my criticism would be if the Albert Breer report was indeed accurate in March and they could have traded him for something, draft pick compensation. Because I had told you, I thought, I think I told you this in January or February, I didn't think that he, he, would ha- he could get you a draft pick back, maybe like a seventh round pick or something. But if indeed they could, and I, you know, 
coming off his shoulder surgery, I don't know if, if the Dolphins could have made an exception because he couldn't pass a physical, but the Dolphins would have said, that's fine. We'll still take him or how that works exactly. But if the Vikings passed up the opportunity to get a draft pick, Quasi screwed up. They should have. That being yeah. said, I am not on board with he should have come back. It would have been too difficult. One, no, no matter what we think of Alexander Madison, he was signed, again, to a very reasonable team-friendly, which running backs inevitably have to take, uh, contract. So they clearly chose him. Uh, number two, Delvin Cook will probably go play for the Dolphins for a lot less than he was scheduled to make here. But that does not mean that he was going to come back here and be a happy camper at a lesser figure. Dalvin yeah. Cook, at his best here, was basically a star player. Not a superstar, but a star player. And I don't think it was um, – I don't think that the role he'll play with the Dolphins, he could have played here. I think it would have hurt his pride. I think that, you know, his teammates talk about him. In the locker room, he, he's great. Well, guess what makes a player go from being great to a potential pain? Disgruntlement. So I actually think that the divorce makes perfect sense at that position. I have no problem. And I also think that the Vikings are doing the right thing by jettisoning veteran players who are getting to the end here. So overall, big picture, I like this move. Was there a mistake made? Yes. If a draft pick could have been obtained, uh, I think the Vikings uh, got too cute here. I think the one problem with Kwesi was this or at least it seems this way. The Vikings knew that Cook's value has been declining substantially, and yet did they think that teams didn't pick up on that? So like when, you know, they talked to the Dolphins, and let's say the Dolphins just hypothetically offered like a fourth-round pick, where the Vikings like, oh, no, no, this is Dalvin Cook. We need a third-round pick. So there were missteps made. They could probably be learned from, but overall, the direction of what they're doing with veterans, I applaud. I I like the fact that they've been able to move on from aging players, right? They basically said goodbye right away to Adam Thielen. They said goodbye to Eric Kendricks. They thought maybe they wanted Dalvin Tomlinson, realized they priced themselves out and just still said, all right, peace out, goodbye. Said goodbye to Pat P. Um, Waited out maybe a little longer than Zadarius Smith, but again, they moved on. I don't get why they just waited for three extra months. And if they indeed had a trade offer that was lined up, like Albert Beer suggested, then why didn't you just pull the trigger then? Like if you're going to rip the bandaid off with these veteran guys and move on from them, which again, I am all for, but I think this one, you kind of pun intended fumbled. I think you fumbled the transaction of how you wanted to move on from Dalvin cook. I'm glad you did, but I, I think you probably should have pulled the trigger when you had the opportunity, considering you did the same thing with other veteran players three months ago. Yeah, I, and I fall in line with you guys in that, obviously, if if you overplayed your hand three months ago because you wanted something more, maybe they offered a sixth and you wanted a fourth or whatever, like, okay, that's a missed opportunity. There's also the fact that he underwent surgery, probably went to pass the physical, and so any team, Dolphins or whoever, that was engaged in trade conversations is going to say, this is great, but we'd like to wait a couple months and make sure that his shoulder's fine. Which is smart because the longer you wait, maybe the more likely it is that today happens, which is he just gets released. So that's the micro. To me, the micro is there might have been a little bit of a missed opportunity, even if you want to go like back to last year to get some value for some of these veteran players. But the macro, I continue to commend this front office for looking at last season objectively. I think a lot of general managers and owners, especially owners who are more fan centric and 
this is great. Let's let's be pie in the sky optimistic. We won 13 games last year. It would be stupid to start getting rid of Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook and maybe take phone calls on Daniel Hunter. But if you actually look at that season last year, no one's saying they were garbage or anything, but that was like an eight-win team that had a crazy fortunate run of late-game luck or not even luck. It's just how many times are you going to come back down double digits in the fourth quarter and win games? Even if you're playing well, things are going to happen. You're going to fumble away something or... When you, I don't know, when you're down 33 nothing to the Colts, maybe you score 28 points instead of the 39, right? It's not You're not going to go 11-0 and in those one-score games. And we went over this, I think, on yesterday's show, that the Vikings lost the first three quarters last season. They were outscored by 87 points in the first three quarters last season. Their process wasn't that of a dominating 13-win team. The other teams that are winning 11, 12, 13, 14 games are outscoring their opponents the whole time. They're not running around with their... But the Vikings were great in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, other teams were too. But you need to be great for four quarters to prove that you're an actual 13-win team. So it was the most fluky 13-win season in NFL history. I don't think it meant you should tear it all down, you know, start stripping it down to the studs and rebuilding. But to look at it objectively and say, yep, we can't just keep floating this thing from year to year anymore. Let's start planning for 2024 and beyond. I, I like the objective look internally at what happened last year. I think the interesting part about that entire summation, though, Phil, is is this. Um, I think that Quazy and O'Connell, Quazy especially, would have made moves uh, before 2022 if he hadn't been told, no, 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 bring guys back. So I think they're making moves a year late, not Quazy's fault. I still contend that they were told. I mean, there's no way that a new GM keeps that roster intact unless it's the marching orders of ownership. Now, that being said, I'm curious to see if what we have uh, what we have witnessed, Thielen gone, Kendrick's gone, Peterson gone, Cook gone now. Is that the is that the standard that this franchise with Quazy as GM is going to set? Because those weren't their guys, too. Like I guarantee you, there was it probably wasn't as hard to cut the, those guys as we think, because they weren't their their guys and they are aging mm-hmm. out players. What they're doing, to your point, makes perfect sense. But is this the standard now, or does it get tougher when it becomes eventually their guys? Because this is the nature of football that I actually agree with completely. Loyalty in football, and I'm not saying be a jerk about it, okay? So I'm not, I'm not trying to imply that you should do it with no class. And the Vikings do have class here. But loyalty in football can kill you. We've seen it before. We've seen yeah. it before. There's they've, always, wa- they've waited too long on a lot of guys. Yeah, well, And they got you, a 13-win season out of it. They, well, was, yeah, it was and they super got fun. It was fun. But you tell me the last time, when's the last time that we saw the Vikings run things back outside of, of last year where it's been like, oh, that was a great idea. My contention mm-hmm. is running things back in that league can be absolute death. So I don't know if this is the standard that Quazy and Kevin O'Connell are going to set now or if this is going to change when it becomes their their group of players who should be on the chopping block. Nonetheless, I like this approach because I think this is exactly how you at least turn things over consistently to keep a team fresh. Yep. And I kind of, I, I actually like what they have left at running back. Alex Madison, oh, just yeah. a good, good, solid veteran. I don't think, I don't know that there's like a Dalvin Cook in his prime level to Alex Madison's game just because he's going to get more carries now. But 
Alex Madison is fine. He's a competent veteran. You can plug him in, and you feel like he's he's reliable, right? But then the other guys, Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride, the Vikings said they had a they had a starter grade on Dwayne McBride. These guys were dominant in their college careers at the end. And so I kind of like this. And now you're sort of free of the obligation because of what you're paying to a running back. You, you no longer have the, well, God, we're paying this guy $10, $12 million, so we should probably get him 250 carries obligation. You can put these other guys into a bin. You'll start with Alex Madison. But if after week three, it's very obvious that Dwayne McBride is the best running back. Okay, he's elevated. Like you're just, you're kind of into this, what the smart modern thinking teams are doing and having success with for the first time in 15 years. I mean, yeah. Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook, there was the one year where I think Matt Asiata was the starting running back because Dalvin was injured or Peterson was injured was or something. Yeah, but they haven't they haven't done the young running back by committee thing mm-hmm. since like Moeldy Moore, Ontario Smith, and Mo Williams mm-hmm. back 18 years ago. So I'm I'm intrigued by this. So let's talk about this position too, okay? Because look, Peterson in his prime was a joy to watch. I'm not going to sit sit here and, and lie. I covered it and it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. that guy was awesome. And Dalvin in his prime was pretty damn good. Not Peterson, but he was pretty damn good. But let's talk about the fact that Kevin O'Connell has a very, in my opinion, different philosophy. We are used to the home run back. As Peterson so eloquently said at one point, famine, famine, feast, right? I lose a yard, I gain a yard, I gain two yards, and then I go 75 yards for a touchdown. And then I bring a camel or two to my birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and dude, AP, 28, (laughs) retire, baby. Just retire. So the difference is this, though. Kevin O'Connell, in my opinion, is not fixated on the home run threat because the home run threat in his mind, in his world, is the passing game, the vertical passing game. So, like, I think that we think, oh, man, you know, but Delvin, the run against the Dolphins, the run against the Bills, and those were great. I'm not trying to to put them down. But the reality is when you go through the advanced stats and the stats from Delvin in 2022, what killed the Vikings was the loss of yards. And was that all his fault? No. Was it partially his fault? Absolutely. Alexander Madison, if he can get you um, five yards on first down, okay, and now it's second and five, you know what you've done? You've opened up the passing game. So, like, I do think that we need to get our head around where football is going here because it's not going towards, well, I mean, but Delvin Cook ran 65 yards. Okay, that's great. What did he do, though, between the margins? That's the most important thing, and that's what I think the Vikings are now intent on trying to get. And for what Kevin O'Connell wants to do, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just trying to pull up here because I don't think you need to sacrifice home runs in the run game. Like, you want both. Mm -hmm. Home runs shouldn't just come in the vertical passing game. Home runs should come. The good teams hit home runs with screen passes, running the ball, with vertical passing game. Mm -hmm. But you are right about it. It did kind of feel like last year, it was more of that famine, famine feast. And I'm looking at stats that back it up here. So rushing success rate. And this is from, um, I think this is from the athletics analytics guy. I'm looking at this thing, this like website tool. The Vikings ranked bottom five in the NFL in run game success rate percentage, meaning on first down, a successful play is getting 60% of the yards needed. On second down, it's like 40% of the yards needed. And then third down, it's converting. So they fell short of that threshold 
more often than almost any team in the NFL running the ball. So that you're right. I don't think I don't think getting five yards should come at the expense of hitting some home runs as well. I want both for this offense. You should if, be in second and five and be able to hit home runs. Sure. My point though is this: if at, at the end of 2023 we we are like, well, Madison, uh, yeah, he had a decent year, but do you remember th- those three big runs? Those aren't the goal. Those aren't the goal. Creating mm-hmm. offense is, and and the problem too is, you know, with what they paid Cook, they also clearly felt an obligation to keep playing him, which is not ideal now. Mm-hmm. Like the game has changed. And we've still sort of, because of the Vikings approach, we've sort of been stuck in the Peterson to Cook Baton got passed. And it's sort of the same guy in some some ways. There are different ways and more productive ways to create offense than basically saying, my guy ran for 75 yards twice last year. What'd your guy do? And honestly, you can go back to 2017, Dalvin's rookie year, where he got injured after, I think, the fourth game of the season. That Vikings rushing right. team, or that Vikings team, their rushing unit was still second in attempts in the NFL. They were seventh in yards, which was largely Jarek McKinnon. Uh, you had Latavius Murray there. They did a committee that worked. It was mm-hmm. effective. Now, Dalvin definitely helped towards that those yards for sure because he had a great four games to start his career. But they were able to figure out a ways to run the football with Latavius Murray, with Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. That's kind of the same probably formula they're going to try to run back here with Alex Madison, Latavius Murray, Dwayne McBride. It's a committee approach, and it can still be really effective. Yep. And on the flip side, the teams that that panic and say, "Oh my God, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, let's give him a big guaranteed contract," right? I think I think Dalvin completed it was like a five or six year contract, and he completed two of the years. And the Vikings are going to eat a little bit, right? They're going to eat like three million dollars in dead cap for next year. I think they're eating five this year, but save nine. Yep. But outside of the Forty ers who who had the luxury of trading for Christian McCaffrey because the, the the 49ers ate their vegetables, did their homework and still had some cap space left over. Yeah. And a bunch of draft capital. They had cleaned their house, cleaned their room, done all their chores, and now they they've got some extra time at the end of the night and extra cap space like, "Okay, let's bring Christian McCaffrey and we can take on that contract." It's a great luxury. The other teams that currently have the highest guaranteed uh guaranteed money paid to running backs the last year the Saints, the Falcons, the Titans, the Browns, the Panthers, all seven-win teams last year. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, a four-win team. The Chargers and the Vikings both got to the playoffs but then got bounced and and now are, like, regretting their decisions with running backs, right? So it's um, I think the, the biggest myth in football for years and years is now being exposed the last five or ten years, which is you need a great running back to drive a running game. And the reality is... Offensive line and scheme make up like 70 to 80% of your run game success. And it's nice as a luxury if you can plop a Dalvin Cook in his prime down. But what Declan just said, I mean, that 2017 season, that was a running back by committee because of the injury. And Latavius Murray wasn't Dalvin Cook, but you can still run for four or five yards of carry. I mean, hell, I brought this up to you guys just kind of digging through my notes here about a month ago. Adrian Peterson and Milwaukee Moore, same career yards per carry as Vikings. 4.9. Dalvin Cook and Toby Gerhardt, same career yards per carry as Vikings, 4.7. I'm not saying that Dalvin Cook and Toby Gerhardt are equal in talent, nor am I saying Peterson and Moelle Moore are equal in talent. But based on offensive line and scheme and everything else, you can get the same productivity out of a random dude like Moelle Moore as you can Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook for one season sometimes. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And when it comes to O'Connell, I think the most important thing here, too, is his vision of what this should look like and be. And I again, I've been saying this for a few months. I don't think that last season um, came anywhere close to fulfilling what he thought. I, the offense didn't become, in my opinion, less creative as the season progressed because KOC got dumber. Like he didn't start off a ball of fire and then like, you know what? I, I sort of forgot all this stuff. Yeah. It got pulled back because they had run, I think they had run out of opportunities to run plays that he probably preferred because they didn't have the personnel. And and the most important addition potentially to this entire thing. So so with Cook gone now, the most important addition offensively to the run game very well might be Josh Oliver at tight end. Mm-hmm. He might be the most important addition because he can block. Um, he, he also presents, he can catch enough passes where he, if you totally think he's going to block consistently, he can catch the ball. So like, those are the things where this thing is tracking and trending, um, as opposed to, okay, Dalvin Cook was really good. And now who's going to replace him? I think the question is where are guys, where the, do the chess pieces fit in what Kevin O'Connell envisions? And I do think that we are going to see probably more consistent, creative play calling now because of how the personnel has been changed. Yep. Mike Clay from ESPN analytics department has uh, a list of five sleeper landing spots for Dalvin cook that we're going to get to in just a second here. After we shout out our friends over at Aquaside, helping keep those lakeside areas less mucky. Declan. Oh, I took this video over Memorial weekend at a shell Lake in Wisconsin. Look at that nice Lake. Okay. You jump in, which was obviously very refreshing. And when you got to the bottom, there was some of that lake weed or algae that just kind of kills the vibe when you kind of when jump in the lake. You don't want any of that. And if uh, your lake or your pond maybe has that, Aquaside will actually help you diagnose what the heck is in that body of water you got there. And you can use Aquaside pellets to help you remove it to do it yourself. It's a safe product to register with the DNR. Uh, to get more information and to order these Aquaside pellets, go to Aquaside.com. That's Aquaside.com to take care of that nasty lake weed and algae. It's uh, Shell Lake, Wisconsin, you said? Correct. Yep. Right. It's about uh, 20 minutes south of Spooner, Wisconsin, which is another kind of a what, landmark. What direction is it from here? It's uh, north. North? East. Is it up north? East, and then towards a little the, north. Towards Duluth? It's, it's up north, kind of like up north. It's up, like, it's, it's, it's up north? East, you and go then up north. north. <laughs> yeah. But you enjoy going up north to Shell Lake? I, I enjoy where going the, there, Where yeah. Aquaside has I like, out. I like all. the cabin where I don't have, I can just be in a cabin and I don't have to do this hiking stuff. I can just be in a cabin. And uh, we don't have water. to hike in Duluth. No one, you don't like get to Duluth and people are like, okay. You got to no. hike. You you gotta gotta hike. Gotta, they're checking every car for hiking boots. You better, hiking boots. You better <laughs> be hiking. Not pop, it's not overpopulated. It's a quiet lake. Oh, oh, Duluth is, the, the population. Two harbors is wildly out of control. Can't stand them, you know. There's nowhere to sleep. Oh, man. Uh, you know, the population of fat people is getting out of control, wow. too. That's why Olivia is here to help you. 
Well, that's a very uh, intriguing transition there, Phil. Thank you very much. Yes, my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, they help the guy on the left go to being the guy on the the right. If you are watching this right now, you're saying, is that the same guy? There's a guy in the suit and tie looks damn good. And the guy on the left, yeah, he's a little chunky. I'm going to tell you right now, Livia, help me lose that weight. And here's the best part. Their dietitians and nutritionists are going to help you keep that weight off. And their special offer right now, eight weeks for free. So, you could lose up to 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July, and the first eight weeks of the program are free. If you're in-state, that's great because they, they obviously have um, have places here to go. If you're out-state, though, that's fine, too, because you can do everything virtually. So it can be a virtual visit. They can send you the food. So inside or outside the state, if you are watching this and want to drop uh, weight, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And again, the first eight weeks for free right now, Livia.com. All right, boys, from Mike Clay, ESPN analytics guy, sleeper landing spots for Dalvin Cook. Let me know if any of these make sense to you. Obviously, like the Dolphins, they're not on the, the Dolphins are not a sleeper. They're obvious. He probably winds up with the Dolphins. But the Cowboys replacing Zeke Elliott's role as a compliment to Pollard. Okay, yeah. Um, now I'm curious what he wants contractually. Yeah. Like I'm curious what the payday would be, but that actually does make sense mm-hmm. at the right term for the Cowboys. The Patriots as a compliment to Ramondre. Does Dalvin Cook want to go to the Patriots with how they use running backs? Yeah, it depends on does, does he want to be featured and can yeah. he get a featured role, right? And and are the Patriots like where where are the pats right now as far as expectation goes it you know well they're they're not rebuilding i know but they're sort of stuck right i mean if it doesn't feel like they're in a great place right now yeah they're they're very clearly the fourth team in that division but they're also competitive it's right good division the bills with his brother james james dalvin cook with dalvin james cook in the same backfield now, what's weird about that is I read a few months back that Dalvin Cook actually said, my bro is there, he should play, I don't want to go there. But now, subsequently, I've seen reports saying that he would go, go there. So, hmm. um, let's see here. I would say Dallas 1, Bills 2, so far from what you've given us, and then the Patriots 3. Another one on this list, the fourth one here. Back with Kevin Stefanski, the Browns, as a compliment to Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb had 300 carries last season, and he's 27. They could be looking to a couple guys on that age cliff, just maybe if they both carry 150 times. I don't know. And they moved on from Kareem Hunt, too, right? Because he would, I mean, that would actually make a lot of sense. Chubb and Cook, I can see that a lot. That would work really well. And then the Chargers, as a compliment to Austin Eckler. So Mm -hmm. all of these are sort of. But again, we're, we got to reshape the way that this it, doesn't it make more sense for running backs to carry 150 to 200 times instead of 300 times? Mm-hmm. They'd be fresher. You don't get receivers who are like, I need 400, tar- I all the targets, all the targets. Like, no, you spread it around. They stay fresh. You stay unpredictable. But these are all compliment roles that he'd have to settle into. Yeah, I'm not sure he would go to the Chargers. I, I think of that list, I think, uh, Dallas and Cleveland make the most sense. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, and plus, you, I don't think you'd be locking in to, you know, a bad contract like the Zeke Elliott contract. So, oh hell no, makes some sense. I think those days are uh, gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. To be a running back right now in high school or college with 
pro football aspirations, you better find some alternate ways to make millions of dollars. NIL. I think uh, I forget, someone put that out on Twitter today. It might have been Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders that cash in NIL if you're a college football running back so you can get your first big contract mm-hmm. and then you maybe get some stash, some NIL money because getting a second one is just going to be next to impossible these days. Yeah, Because Saquon Barkley got franchised, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to get paid well for a year, but I don't think that they're ever going to sign him long term. No. I He's going to be, what, 27, 28 years old by the time so- the franchise thing is done? So we have to be getting very, very close to, to the day that the top athletes quit playing that position, right? Yeah, I just, I mean, like there's always, there's always going to be athletes that fill it in because if you can get to the NFL by any means, it's still sure. But I'm just saying, life. if you're if you're Dalvin Cook like now and you're in high school, aren't you trying to position yourself as a receiver or a cornerback or a position that gets paid? Yeah, well, so Dalvin, I'm just, what are his measurables? Is he six feet? No, he's 5'10". So he'd be five, you know, five T, I guess he'd be a slot receiver in a different universe if he, if he trained that way. Right. I mean, yes. he, you, you can't train your way from 5'10 to 6'2". So could can't he have... stretch yourself out? Could he have trained his way into being a slot receiver? But he wound up, let's, he wound up making no. a lot of money. Yeah. Right, but he would still have... will make millions of dollars. But I don't think I don't think in 2023 he got the he got the contract that that he did in what 2020 or so. Yeah, when he played yeah. two years of it. Yeah, but I mean now I think if you come up, you, you might get franchised, which pays well. But I don't think you're gonna. I, I'd be curious where the next running back, pure running back, when that contract that Cook got gets gets uh, signed again. If you're I saw a player. Spotrac tweeted out today that 102 running backs have been signed to rookie or veteran contracts this offseason, which is combining for $138 million guaranteed. means all the rookies and all the veterans. Mm. It's only an average of 1.3 per player. Wow. And the largest mm. guarantee that was handed out this year was B. John Robinson because he got guaranteed because he was drafted so early. Yeah. And oh, he got the sl- largest guarantee. In the slot? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. and you, you, you're – you're, 22, 23, 24, yeah, like, you'll, you'll pay a little bit. But 27, 28, you're going to get just as much productivity out of Ty Chandler for a tenth of the money mm-hmm. as you will Dalvin Cook. So, all right, well, there's your emergency breaking news. Dalvin Cook, it's not official yet as we record this, but it likely will be in the next 24 hours or so. And we didn't even really talk about, like, historical context, but maybe we can do some of that on Feedback Friday tomorrow. He is one of the handful of great running backs in Vikings history, but there's a little what could have been there too with some of the early, like his first two seasons were just ravaged by injuries. If you would have put up a couple more thousand yard seasons, where would he sort of be in Vikings history? But there it is. Dalvin cook on the way out. Uh, We're going to hit you guys with a couple more things here too today on purple daily. So uh, keep an eye on the podcast feed and the YouTube channel. And if you could click the subscribe button on the purple daily, YouTube channel contract. You can help us spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. So, all right, uh, Judd's got to go confer with his canine agent, and then we'll talk to Neil Hunter later on today. (laughs)